You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, the last two weeks the Holy Scriptures have put before the great doctrines of Scripture alone and grace alone. Grace alone we heard of two weeks ago with the workers in the vineyard, those who worked all day being given the same wages as those who worked for an hour. Scripture alone, when we heard last week about about the sower who sows his seed in all the different kinds of soil. This week now we hear about faith alone, especially as we see blind Bartimaeus begging at the gates of Jericho. Now, I think there are two surprises for us in the text, at least that I want to talk about this morning. The, the first surprise is this, the contrast that the text makes between the disciples and Bartimaeus. And the second is what Jesus says about Bartimaeus's faith. First, this contrast between the disciples and Bartimaeus. Jesus told the disciples, right before we hear of the account with the blind man there on the road, Jesus took his disciples aside and he told them, see, we are going up to Jerusalem and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Jews and will be mocked shamefully and treated and spit upon. And after they flogged him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise. But the text tells us that they understood none of these things. In fact, Luke is, in, is so emphatic about this that he gives us the disciples' ignorance repeated three times. Verse 34. It says, they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them. And they did not grasp what he said. Now contrast this to Bartimaeus. He's a man who's blind. He can't see a thing. He's sitting along the side of the road on the way up to Jericho, and he's begging for a living. But he has ears, and he hears the crowd coming, and he asks what's going on, and they say it's Jesus of Nazareth. And this is all that Bartimaeus needs to know. He immediately begins to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people there try to quiet him, try to stop him, but he won't be stopped. He continues to cry out, Son of David, have mercy upon me. He insists on an audience with Jesus. So finally they bring him to Jesus, and Jesus asks, What do you want me to do for you? And he says, Lord, to recover my sight. And Jesus says, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. Now, at this point, we want to say, wait a minute, Jesus. It wasn't his faith that made him well. You made him well. You're the one that gave him his sight back. But Jesus gives the credit to his faith. But before we dig too far in that direction, I want to make sure that we see this contrast between the disciples and Bartimaeus. And here's a man, a stranger, a beggar on the side of the street, who knows, without doubt, without question, he knows that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of David. He knows that Jesus can heal his blindness, even though that kind of miracle is unheard of in the history of the world. Bartimaeus knows that Jesus has come to rescue sinners. While on the other hand, Jesus, who had just told his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem to suffer and die and to rise from the dead on the third day, they cannot see it. It turns out that the disciples are the ones who are blind. Completely ignorant 
about what is about to happen to Jesus for them. Now, the scriptures are always surprising us in this way. The heroes, the heroes in the story are never the people that we expect, the tax collectors or the prostitutes or the poor or the needy or the blind beggars on the side of the road. These end up being the heroes. So the Bible is reminding us here that Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, is our brother in Christ. That he is a Christian. That one day we will sit alongside of him in the feasts of the resurrection. And we'll talk to him. And he'll tell us the story. How, how the crowd was walking and trying to keep him from Jesus, but he wouldn't let him. So that while these disciples, the ones chosen by Jesus to carry the gospel to all the world, were completely missing the point, this man, Bartimaeus, with faith, worked by the Holy Spirit, saw truly who Jesus was and confessed him in his prayers, and he was healed. Now, this should both humble us and exalt us at the same time. Because, dear saints, when we come to Jesus, we also come to him as beggars. I mean, we have nothing to give. Nothing to offer. Not, nothing to present before Him. Nothing to prove ourselves or commend ourselves or recommend ourselves. We come to Jesus with empty hands. With an empty sack. Knowing that if we're going to make it, it's because of His kindness and His mercy. We see, again, this all the way through the Gospels. When the proud come to Jesus, the Pharisees, the lawyers, the scribes, those who are convinced of their own goodness, they leave Jesus empty-handed with nothing to show for it. Or, or worse, they leave Jesus plotting how to kill him. But when the poor and the needy come to Christ, when the sick and the dying are brought to Jesus, or even the dead are brought to Jesus, they leave his presence with joy and with life and with peace. When sinners come to Jesus, they leave with the forgiveness of all of their sins. This, I think, by the church, in its wisdom, has put the prayer of blind Bartimaeus in the mouth of the Christians every Sunday. Every, every time we gather in this place, for a Sunday morning service, or for any service, for matins, for vespers, for any service that we have in the church. Every time we gather together, we pray the same prayer that Bartimaeus prayed. Lord, have mercy. Christ, mercy. Lord, have mercy. It's the cry beggar. Because we truly beggars. We come before the Lord's presence our great need, and knowing that Jesus is the one who knows of this need and who can meet this need, who can give us all that we need for this life and for the life to come, the forgiveness of all of our sins and salvation. Now, to know this, to know these two things, to know our sin and to know Christ, this is true sight. You could be as blind as that, but if you see your own sin, 
your desperate need for a Savior, and if you see that Jesus is the one to die, who died to forgive all of your sins and rose from the death to destroy your death, then you have this true and eternal sight, the sight that matters. And it is the sight that the Bible calls faith. That Jesus, in the text, calls faith. Now, this is the second great surprise of the text, that Jesus comes to Bartimaeus and says, your faith has made you well. Your faith literally has saved you. Now, we know, as we want to talk about faith for these last few minutes, we know, first of all, that faith is not something that we can do on our own. We cannot, by our own reason or strength, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or come to him. The Holy Spirit has to call us by the gospel and enlighten us with his gifts. Faith, we remember from St. Paul, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So faith is the Holy Spirit. And faith is believing the promises of God. The old theologians would talk about faith in three ways. You remember this from catechism class. They would talk about knowledge, assent, and trust. So that I know something to be true, knowledge. I assent or I agree with that truth. And third, that I rely on that truth to save me. Remember how James talks about the demons. It says, even the demons believe and shudder. They have a knowledge of God in Christ, but they do not assent to that knowledge. They don't trust in that knowledge. But we have faith. That means we know of the truth of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And more than that, we trust these things. We lean on these promises. We rely on Christ as our only hope in life and in death. And here is the amazing thing about faith. When we believe the promise of God, he, he gives us the things that He promises. When we believe that Jesus is merciful, He is merciful to us. When we believe that Jesus forgives sinners, all of our sins are forgiven. By faith, He imputes to our account the gifts of God, the righteousness of Christ. Which means that not only are our sins wiped away, but that he, he gives to us the perfection of Jesus, his keeping of the law. St. Paul says it like this. Romans 4, verse 5. You would, never, you would never believe this except for it's in the Bible. To him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Now, can you imagine it? All the things that we think that we have to do and accomplish to be righteous in the sight of God, all of the things, all of the obedience that we know that God requires, all of the lists and all of the commandments that, that we think were, are necessary to check off to be righteous. Paul says, no, that's not how you are made righteous. To the one who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted as righteousness. So that the Lord Jesus looks at you, just like he looked at Bartimaeus that day 2,000 years ago. The Lord Jesus looks at you and he says, your faith has saved you. Your trust in his promise. You're clinging to his word in the face of all of your sins and the assaults of the devil. This is what does it. This is what saves you. Or we could say it perhaps another way. Through your faith, the Lord Jesus has delivered you and has brought to you all of the treasures of eternal life.
Your faith has made you well. So, dear saints, we rejoice this morning as we hear this account of Bartimaeus because this is an account of the Lord's mercy. We see how Bartimaeus on the side of the road begged Jesus for help and he gives it. And we stand alongside our brother Bartimaeus begging for the Lord's mercy and he gives it to us as well. Life, salvation, the forgiveness of all of your sins, these are yours in Christ. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.